The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, where we're informing leaders and inspiring solutions. I'm Linda Schub, your host for this episode. And I don't believe we have a co-host, but we have a fabulous guest with us today. Um, Let's see, I am broadcasting from San Diego from OECStrategicSolutions.com, and I work as a strategic planning and leadership development consultant for the nonprofit and public sector. Um, My co-host was unable to join us at the last moment today. And so we have with us uh, Dr. Krista Wells, and Krista and I have known each other for quite a long time, and it's very, I'm very pleased to be able to introduce her to you, and she will continue to give you more information about herself and her career and how she has done what she does. But our episode title today is an entrepreneurial military spouse starts a program for military spouses. And Dr. Krista Wells is a military spouse and knows what she's talking about. She's had a lot of experience moving and traveling. And she is smart, strategic, creative, full of positive energy, And when we worked together a long time ago, um, she had incredible skills, and now she is applying those skills to a program she created for military spouses. So, Dr. Krista Wells, would you give us a little bit more information and talk about your leadership role in the military spouse community and how you got there? Thank you so much, Linda. It's so great to reconnect with you. I always loved working with you and learned so much from you um, that I am trying to apply in my life and in my business today. Um, some of the same things that you did with organizations where you go into an organization and see what some of the problems are, um, solve those, and come up with innovative solutions is the same thing I do more on an individual level now with military spouses that I work with. Um, so my name's Krista Wells, and the name of my business is the Military Spouse Coach, and it's a business where military spouses who are seeking more out of their life um, professionally and personally and just want to be coached and supported and have that accountability to make changes in their life, um, they, you know, we connect and work together and try to have... Um, 
really positive outcomes um, regardless of what stressors are going on in their life. Um, being that military spouse, life can be daunting at times, but we try to make the best of it and have a really positive outlook and just create awesome change. Mm-hmm. And so give me an example for any of our listeners today who may not be as familiar about what makes it such a daunting life and lifestyle. Perhaps you could share not only your own experience, which probably reflects that of many others, but what do you hear when people um, come and say, oh, I'm overwhelmed? You know, I love, I, I love when people um, just sort of recognize that, that the military spouse, it's not just the military personnel that are the ones who are under stress. It's the whole family that takes on that stress as a military family. So one of the big challenges for military spouses is that they have to move so frequently. So keeping their career skills fresh is a challenge and always being on the go. Um, it's hard to move up the corporate ladder when every, you know, three years you're being relocated and moving. Um, so that's a challenge. And then there's also the challenges of situational depression and things like that if your spouse is deployed and in harm's way and you're trying to take care of your family and um, sometimes with kids as well and you have that kind of undercurrent of stress because you're a little bit worried um, about your spouse and then on top of that you have the logistical challenges of um, taking care of kids and trying to, you know, do everything yourself as a single mom um, while your spouse is gone. And if you don't mind, may I say how you know that? Um, How I know what? The challenges that military spouses face? uh, The single, the acting as a single mom to multiple children. You know, it's like if you're, uh, it's not just Well, my point was you have, Krista has four children, (laughs) so she does all of this and takes care of her four children and is incredibly together and reaching out to help other people you know, who are going through some of the issues that she just mentioned. So everything, I give you a lot of credibility for being able to talk about this. Oh, thank you so much. And sometimes I have to admit, you know, I'm I'm uh, rushing around myself and trying to get my kids with a babysitter so that I can go off and give a speech on how to um, have adequate work-life balance strategies. So um, I definitely try my best. But, um, you know, I think one of the things, one of the reasons that I've been able to connect with so many military spouses is because they know I've been there and I'm walking in their shoes and I'm not just preaching to the choir, but I'm actually saying, you know, I know what it's like when not just when your spouse goes away, but when they come back and how hard it is to reintegrate because you're off doing your own thing for a year and then you're, you have to, sometimes the hardest time is when your spouse comes back from being away and you have to create a new routine. Um, so it's just challenges all around, but um, I think that the important thing is that if you, if you have that support and accountability of a coach, it just makes it easier because you have someone to brainstorm and to come up with new ideas and to come up with some career solutions with someone else. Um, so I just found the coaching model to work myself in my own life, and then I see it working with so many of my clients. So talk a little bit, if you would, about the coaching model you just referred to, but also... Um, a little bit of the whole military spouse program. And I'm kind of curious as to the demographics. You probably say spouse because there are so many women deployed. Um, are there actually men in your program? Yeah, so you know, I, have, I work with the majority of my clients are women. Um, there are 
you know, like a half a million military spouses that are female, but there's also a percentage that are, a smaller percentage that are male. Um, I typically work, I would say like 90% of my practice in the last 10 years has been um, with women. But when I go and give, um, go to conferences and military speeches and things like that in the military community, um, there are more and more male spouses that I'm seeing, and it's one of the trends that is um, shifting. There's a lot of dual Mm -hmm. military couples, and then oftentimes I'm working with a military spouse on her career and her goals, and she you know, reached out to me because of the way that I brand myself. But then when her spouse ends up, you know, leaving the military, um, sometimes I'll do some career coaching and counseling with um, the spouse as well because I've already created a relationship with her. And then um, she's seen results and her spouse will say, hey, you know, will Krista be willing to work with me? And I do work with men as well. It's just a little bit less common. Mm-hmm. I knew uh, one of our neighbors uh, were both in the military, and she got the opportunity to advance a couple of ranks if she moved. So he actually retired to be the the dad, you know, the homemaker person. And um, it was quite interesting watching. He came out of logistics, and his comment was always, um, this family generates a lot of requirements. <laughs> so yes, it's very true. So um, yeah, and there's just you know it's all different kinds of military families today, and mm-hmm. um, you know all all different situations. Like I have clients that are just wanting to finish um, some their some of their undergrad work and just really want that support and accountability to get things done. I have other clients that are you know making major career transitions. Um, and finding a career that's more portable for them based on their lifestyle. And then I have clients who are nearing retirement, and military families tend to retire a little bit younger than civilian counterparts, so they'll be retiring, but then the spouse says, I have all this experience volunteering and working with nonprofits, but now that my spouse is retiring and we're finally going to be in one place, I really want to position all those skills and talents towards going for a really good job and repackage um, my skills so that I can market myself. And I just worked with a client that her spouse was retiring. Um, He was active duty and retiring, and she had tons of experience working with the key volunteer programs throughout um, the military branch that she was in. And she just landed a six-figure job um, using all of those skills and expertise that she had um, to apply to uh, a job now that she's going to be uh, in one place, in one city for a while, for, you know, who knows how More long. More than three years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she's really excited. So, so you um, have to rebrand. That's what your coaching with her was around. How do you position yourself? How do you dress? How do you, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, and sometimes you have the skills and you have, you sort of, you know, you work, but there's some little gaps in your resume or mm-hmm. there's uh, something that you did that you, I have so often I'll have a client that I'm working with and she'll bring up, oh, and when I was abroad in Okinawa, I started XYZ program. And I say, why isn't that in your resume? And mm-hmm. sometimes we don't even realize all the work that we've done because, you know, we're just going through the motions and doing it. But to sit down with a coach and say, I have done 
more than I think that I've done on paper when they really sit down and look at all the skills and what, you know, what was keeping them busy during these years. Sometimes it's a combination of um, various jobs, and you have to look uh-huh. for that common thread, and then sometimes it's volunteer work and things like that that can be um, positioned into marketing yourself um, to have those skills. Mm. Very, very interesting. So let's go back a couple. I asked you three questions all at the same time, which is not a skillful use of my interviewing skills. Um, so how about when you say um, a, a program or a series of optional events and activities, what would be some of the components um, of not, well, in addition to the services that you personally provide, what are some of the additional uh, resources or components that these uh, women reach out to or realize or get connected with? Um, okay, so there's all different, uh, in addition to the, some of the programs that I offer, it's just like if you were, um, it depends on what level of services you're looking for, and there are plenty of free services as well. I partner with a lot of nonprofits that serve the military spouse community, like um, there's a military spouse foundation that also helps military spouses to position themselves career-wise. And then I have all different kinds of coaching programs, like not just a three-month coaching program where you would take career assessments and um, kind of your traditional coach approach where you would be over the phone meeting with me each, you know, for every session. There's some really affordable programs out there. I have a program called um, I Want to Have It All, and it's actually a video coaching program, which is extremely Mm. affordable. And um, a potential military spouse that wants to advance their career could start out with a program like that and they just go to the militaryspousecoach.com and can actually purchase right on my website in the store a video coaching program. That is wow. a way where they can so self-paced. Um, once you know, they do it at their own pace. And yes, it's a it's a self it's a self. Um, you know, they'll get. Um, the same kind of coaching that I've done, you know, that I've paid hundreds of dollars for with my um, executive coaching team that I have personally purchased, and I take some of the nuggets and the things that I think would absolutely apply to this military community and then offer them um, at a really affordable price. Like at the price, you know, they'll get like eight coaching sessions for the price that most people would pay for one coaching session, and it's all done by video where they're actually doing um, activities and one of the best things to lower anxiety is to get yourself into action. So sometimes creating a vision board of what you want in your life or going mm-hmm. through some activities where you're actually doing some of the work that you and I did with organizations but at an individual level and coming up with your personal personal vision and your mission and how you're going to accomplish that and then coming up with a goal-setting plan of that, and then at the end, kind of evaluating that program and seeing how it went, um, and spouses are able to go through and do that and really see change in their life. And so if I was doing a program like that as a military spouse, would I have be only on the self-paced do-it-yourself or the work with you one-on-one or, one, you know, a colleague one-on-one, or would it be, is there a hybrid where I could do a little self-analysis and self-based and then call you up and say, okay, help me interpret this. What does it mean? Or Yeah, a lot of my clients end up starting with a video coaching program and then they'll say, you know what, I really want to do your three-month 
more Mm in-depth program where I'm going to take some specific career assessments and get that feedback and debrief and go through that whole, um, you know, kind of putting together um, exactly what they think that they want to do next. And it really depends on where the client's at. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you to hold that thought because that's where, right where I'm going to pick up, like, what are some of the things that help them? And we're going to go to a commercial break at this point in time. So for our listeners, please stay with us. We will be right back with Dr. Krista Wells of MilitarySpouseCoach.com and enjoy the commercial. business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. G. Her email address is drg at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to drg at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Thank you for staying with us. We are here with Dr. Krista Wells talking about uh, change, transition, trends, and innovative programs for military spouses. Before the break, we were talking about some of the components of the military spouse uh, support program and career advancement program that Krista works with. And um, during the break, uh, we were talking about it takes a village. It's not just one uh, group of consultants that do this. So, Krista, will you tell us a little bit about some of the agencies, organizations, and um, I'm guessing there's quite a few nonprofits that are supportive of what you're doing and that are integrated into your work? 
Um, sure. I oftentimes um, attend events where there's lots and lots of different nonprofit um, partners that work to all support military spouses in different ways. There's military spouse veteran programs. There's um, a new nonprofit called the Rosie Network, which is really cool because it is an organization that um, civilians or anyone can go on and find out what are the, if they're going to do business with someone anyway, how can I do business with a veteran-owned or military spouse-owned business? So there's just a lot of great um, nonprofits that are growing in the military spouse community. And I love being at events um, and trade shows and things and just seeing all different kinds of nonprofit organizations that are supporting um, military families in all different ways. And I just kind of as a business professional myself, I sit back and look at what I think makes a really good nonprofit stand out from the ones that don't last as long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, kind of, just kind of look at what are some of the things that I see in the strength because I've been doing this now for over 10 years. What are the really solid nonprofits doing um, that makes them stand out from the crowd? And what answer do you find when you observe and ask? Um, The one thing that I find is that the people, the really successful nonprofits to me are in it for the long haul and that they are really treating their nonprofit as a business. Um, Just their whole overall professionalism, it's more business-focused than just on the cause. Like they're really treating their business as a for-profit business. And they're also treating their relationships in a way that's very long-term. Um, what I mean by that is maybe they're letting their supporters know um, some of the, you know, some of the impact of their programs. They're actually letting them see, um, you know, your sponsorship money went to this particular thing, um, and mm-hmm. sharing those success stories with the with their sponsorships, so that it's more of a long-term relationship rather than just a. You know, we we collected a donation and um, the relationship ends. It's really a long-term relationship where everybody's creating a win-win and seeing that long-term impact on how does this, how does your support really benefit families in a unique way? Now, it's interesting. A few a few comments ago, you said that um, uh, the non-profits are acting more like. A business, or the leaders of the nonprofits are acting more like it's their own business. So, what are they doing differently than a traditional nonprofit has done that is making these relationships last or making the difference um, in one you'd rather partner with and one you'd rather not? Um, I think that the really successful nonprofits are just crystal clear about their vision and their core beliefs, and they're, they have a strong vision with a strategic plan, and they'll even, you know, they'll spend the money to hire a consultant to come in, and they'll pay their staff adequately. And these nonprofits that really stand out to me are, are treating their business in, in a way that um, is just be, it's, it's almost like they're even better than a traditional business in the fact that mm-hmm. they have a solid business plan, a clear pitch, a strategic plan, and a vision that they can convey to their audience, their various audiences in different ways, and their supporters really get their message. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, nonprofits for a long time have been in the kind of 
lay low, make be sure we're compliant, and uh, a more quiet mode as they contribute to the communities around them. And what I'm seeing now is some of the biggest breakthrough results and the most innovative accomplishments might be coming from the nonprofits. Um, and and how does that influence you and the spouses that you coach in connecting them with these nonprofits? Does it result in jobs or relationships that carry over onto them? Yeah, and it helps them to be able to work in areas that they're passionate about um, and find, you know, find the kind of connection between their passion and interest in some of the organizations that have similar um, philosophies and things, and they'll end up being a really good fit um, if they end up wanting to work for these nonprofits. And I love how nonprofits now can kind of um, come into the playing field, connect with a military spouse community that's already out there, um, right. that's online with blogging, with all the social media. They're able to really, con- you know, connect with a brand. And when I say brand, I don't just mean the logo. I mean the relationship between um, the leaders and the supporters. So they're able to just be out there online connecting um, with all the new technology and LinkedIn and even just today a great example of us being on this podcast together. Um, the nonprofits mm-hmm. are able to tap into that and do it as well and be out there so that military spouses or anyone can say, you know, why choose us? Why choose us today? Why choose this particular nonprofit? Both to get their supporters to get um, to get people to join in and want to, you know, be behind this particular nonprofit. And um, so it's easier to find each other out there now, I think, in the new information age um, with so much engagement between the nonprofits and the military spouse community. Well, and even generically, as you expand the relationship between nonprofits and private business or private business and the public sector or the nonprofits in the public sector and private business. In San Diego, we're just seeing all kinds of collaborations because the few very large corporate headquarters that we do have out here um, are just so involved in the community and there's a lot of new business and startup and biotechs and all of that that, you know, makes me wonder, do the people that... um, do the military spouses, are they younger and going to be working for a career while their spouse is having a career in the military? Or are they looking just for some skills to keep themselves, uh, you know, mentally and socially healthy? What drives them to come ask for uh, assistance, coaching, or any of the services? Um, you know, I think it's like uh, um, the military spouse community is just a microcosm of like the the general community in any in any town. Um, so there's just all types of um, professional drive, I guess you would call it. But what I find with what you were saying about the I'm seeing more with the collaboration between um, some of traditional corporations and nonprofits, mm-hmm. um, and in create in more and more creative ways, um, there's some programs I've seen where 
um, a nonprofit was, ha- you know, it was a nonprofit geared towards children, is having children design art and then selling that art to corporations mm-hmm. who were, um, you know, and just creating these win-wins, but it really creates that sense of community and um, military spouses sometimes some of the best nonprofits will have been started from something a military spouse went through themselves, like some of the military um, spouse nonprofits having to do with, you know, creating clothing for wounded warriors or reading mm-hmm. books to, you know, if your spouse is deployed but you still want um, the deployed spouse to be able to read to, your, to, to the kids. They have wow. videos where they can read to the children and they have so many creative programs where, um, there's a military spouse that started a program based on her own child having special needs and coming mm-hmm. home, you know, all different things where all of a sudden they're, they're experiencing things in life and realizing um, there's a need out there and how can I tap into this community that's already out there, get the word out, start up a program, um, gather support, and just make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of go-getters out there. Um, so it's, it's now that kind of defies cool. what you would think of as the common stereotype, which I don't say uh, meanly or with any disrespect. My father was in the military, and I have a lot of respect for the things I learned and the formal dances I used to go to when I was a very young person, and those kinds of things. Um, is it the younger population that gravitates, or is there is age not a differentiating factor? You know, I, um, I work with all different age spouses from the, from the young spouses to, um, you know, I don't want to give away my age, but to uh, older, more seasoned spouses, I'll put it that uh-huh. way. Um, so I just really work, I've been working with um, military spouses at all different ages, you know, between I have clients that are in their 20s and then I have um, spouses that are, you know, in their 50s and dealing with retirement and dealing with, um, you know, oh, I'm working in an organization and there's some new talent coming in and I'm thinking about should I make a lateral job change or should I, um, you know, all different kinds of, of questions, but they'll think I'm 55 and I still have 10, 20 years left that I want to work and contribute and give back to my community. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just like all different ages. And it seems, I don't know, maybe this is different, but Connecticut's got a lot of military activity, and San Diego does too, and employers um, put a great demand on uh, military-trained candidates. They love it. Yeah, um, Because they come with a certain sense of self-management, self-discipline, project management, respect for a budget. You know, they, they... seem to arrive in a, whether it's a corporate or any other kind of uh, workforce, um, uh, with a little bit of a more savvy expectation of... Absolutely. There are so many employers that are actually, like, seeking out um, Mm -hmm. former military, but then there's also... Uh, in the past, one of the biggest challenges for military spouses was finding military spouse-friendly employers, which online now they'll list what are military spouse-friendly employers because they had been discriminated against because a military spouse would come to an organization and they would think, I don't want to spend you know, time and money mm-hmm. in the selection process and training them if they're just going to move. But 
um, now military spouses, I think, as, as of two years ago, have been um, added to the protective class within human resource departments. Um, really? So, yeah, so they're really... Um, you know, obviously discrimination can still happen, you know, in, even with the other protected classes. But it's, I always feel like the law is changing as a sign of progress. And I was really excited about military spouses being added to the protective class of, um, you know, when you're hiring. Yeah, the inappropriate um, discrimination in yeah, the hiring process. Yeah, and that you... So before so I think you go awesome. on with this new comment, I hear the music. Let's take a break. We'll okay. ask our listeners. Great. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Krista Wells and myself, Linda Schub, and we'll continue talking about issues that matter to leadership on Leadership Matters, informing leaders and inspiring solutions. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. G. Her email address is drg at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time for our special series on today's Biz Buzz. Learn how you can become the technology innovator who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough business and industry strategy. Biz Buzz with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you are listening to leadership matters with dr cheryl g jenny frumer john janetta and linda schub if you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to drg at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Hello, we're back with more. Bringing you greetings from OEC and Linda Schub in San Diego. And Krista Wells in New Haven, right, Krista? Uh, I'm in West Hartford, Connecticut. West Hart in West Hartford, Connecticut. Yep. West Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah. I'm like halfway between Boston and New York. 
And it is 80 degrees and sunny here in Southern California, and it's probably not in Connecticut. For those of you that are stuck in the house, please continue listening as we will go on with this fascinating uh, niche that Krista has created in coaching military spouses. And I'm thinking, Krista, maybe a story or an example of somebody and the impact you've, you know, been able to have both one-on-one and as a a leader yourself in the whole community. Uh, got any stories to share without disclosing the names and birth dates of the innocent? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I tell people that when you go to coaching, you don't often, you don't always find like a magic wand where you have this huge career change all at once. Um, you know, like you're miserable, and then all of a sudden the next day you're absolutely fabulous and happy. That it's definitely a process. And what I think differentiates coaching from therapy is that therapy is really looking at your past and coaching is looking at what you want next. Um, But when I look back now at some of my clients that I've worked with a while, I'll really see that more dramatic change um, just in the way their confidence and um, their demeanor and their, their, their ability to get out and do some networking and things like that. And I had a client that came to me and she was extremely shy um, she had not finished undergrad and was afraid to go and finish her last couple classes with undergrad because they were um, she had done them in one city and then had moved and it was a big daunting task to go through and take a couple classes and then transfer them back into where she had started school um, and really going you know needing support to go through that process of figuring out like oh what do I do next and at the same time couldn't really figure out what she was passionate about so. Right. Um, we did some career testing and things, and I told her not to. Um, there's a career test that I use called the Scully, and it's mm-hmm. um, it's called Elevations, and it looks at a combination of your values and your skills and your interests. And what I told her to do was not to block herself. So if something came to her as a career interest, not to let her negative gremlin voice say, but I'm not smart enough to do that, or that would be too hard, or but I have a kid and I can't you know, get to more classes, or anything like that. I told her to ignore that voice and just to go for what she truly was interested in. And I said, speak the voice out loud, that scary you know, voice that comes into her head that isn't real. I want you to say that out loud in the middle of our session. So she said, well, I really want to be a librarian, but I feel like you need a master's degree and I don't want to go back to school and I have this kid that I'm taking care of and it would just be too much. Um, so I said, well, what I want you to do is ignore all of that and just go down to the library. Down, you know, She lived in a, a town um, about 45 minutes away from where we live. And I said, why don't you just go into the library and ask them, you know, do I need a master's degree to work in um in the library. I said, because maybe you're right, but you have to get out there and you have to, again, take action to get over this anxiety and not being able to to make any movement forward because you're thinking that you can't do it. So she went to the library and she actually interviewed them and did an informational interview, which I have a lot of my um, younger clients that are looking for work do that to kind of see what's Mm -hmm. out there. And so she did an informational interview with the library, and they said, yeah, you do need a master's to work in the reference section, but we're looking for someone right now to work in the children's section. So she started working in the children's section of the library right away without even finishing her undergrad and was even able to bring her child with her to work. um, Wow. 
And then she started a program bringing books to um, folks with um, that were homebound, like Alzheimer's and things like that. She started a program where they were able to bring the books to um, people that weren't able to get to the library. Um, and then she ended up finishing her undergrad degree, um, going on to work on her master's degree online. And then when she was moved, because her, her spouse was, um, stationed in a, in a new state, um, so she, they mm-hmm. moved to um, another New England state. And when she moved to the other state, she even started the program there um, and continued to move, you know, every every couple of years. And um, and now she's growing the program that she started. So it's really uh-huh. exciting. And now she finished up her degree, um, has worked both in traditional um, libraries and also the military-based library. So she's been able to find work and um, complete her degree, but then also have a sense of um, balance because in the beginning she was bringing her child with her to work, but then she was also even bringing her child in the car with her when she was bringing books um, and around and promoting this program and um, just really got I think it's great because her child was able to see a more egalitarian view of men and women and how her mom was contributing and working. And she made a joke to me in the beginning of one of our very early sessions, like, my child looked up to me and said, what do you do, Mommy, other than take care of me? And she said, I don't want to work 100 million hours a week. You know, I, I'm okay with balance. I'm okay with working part-time. But she wanted to be able to fill that, fulfill that passion that she had um, for reading and for books and kind of look at the world through that professional lens. And that's exactly what she was able to do. Wow, that's really amazing. So you took her from kind of down and out to through some self-confidence, some organizing of her competencies and skills and yeah, and I mean, um, she did all the work. She's the one that finished those undergrad couple classes. She's the one that pursued her master's degree online and got it finished. She's the one that landed all of those jobs. Um, and the only thing that I did was just help her to kind of, I, I feel like I acted as a mirror. Like, what are you interested in? What do you love? When you, um, when you go to the library, what section do you go to? Like, what do you really love? Um, about, you know, what would you do in your free time if you didn't have to work at all? What would you do? And she was like, I would read. I would start libraries. I said, what charity would you support if I just picked any charity out there? And she was like, she right away knew she wanted to, um, she would pick one of the charities that had to do with military families and reading. So right away, like someone that says, I'm not interested in anything, you can ask them some questions like, well, what do you, you know, what nonprofit would you support? And um, all of a sudden they get to figure out these are my natural interests and this is the kind of work that I would feel really good um, getting out there and doing. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing you're really making a difference one person at a time and broadening programs to different nonprofits and kind of um, one of the, two of the trends, I just saw an article in one of the nonprofit magazines that talks about two of the big trends right now are two. Number one, build capacity around you. That doesn't mean just train your own person, but build your capacity in your partnership so that they're more able to uh, take on more and support the cause more effectively. And um, and the second big trend was to... Um, uh, plan for the future now when things are back on the upswing 
and to say, okay, what happens if in 10 years we go through another economic downswing where we're not getting the grants and we're not getting the funding and we're not getting the volunteers and all of that kind of thing? How do we sustain ourselves? And so... Yeah, and I think that that... You know, I see those trends. I see those very same two trends as well, um, both with myself and being an entrepreneur myself and then also with my clients who are entrepreneurs or, you know, just out there in the field. Um, so I see those those two trends loud and clear. Um, and I think we all learned from that 2009. I know that I was uh, – I had a full – um, practice in 2009 and things slowed up a little bit and then I thought well how can I bring my message to the broader audience um, so I started doing a lot more writing and a lot more public speaking and I even started teaching some um, graduate school level classes in performance management and things um, because my clients were ebbing and flowing for a little bit in 2009 I didn't lose any clients but clients that were coming every week were deciding let me come every two weeks um, yeah at the same time that I was telling my hairdresser, I'm going to get my hair done every eight weeks instead of every six weeks. We were kind of going through it together, but at that time, I reached out to my coach and I said, hey, you know, my business is slowing in this angle. Um, what else can I do? And that, um, I think that you have to be creative and innovative and learn that where, you know, how can I put my skills in a little bit different angle? And what helped me during that time and what I encourage my clients to do is to really tap into those partnerships. I've partnered with a woman named Wendy Poling, and we created a um, podcast for military spouses that's absolutely free. It's just like the podcast that I'm on. And it's a great way for military spouses to um, tap in and feel part of the community and learn all kinds yeah. of new information and um, Wendy um, and would you start- do me a favor Chris and yes. share more about your podcast and Wendy because I have a feeling I've heard that name before and she's fairly well known but we're going to take our last commercial break okay. and we'll come so back awesome. and have about nine more minutes so Great. to all of our listeners we'll be right back thank you for staying with us on Leadership Matters Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858 244 8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. G. Her email address is drg at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. How is your plan going? Could you use a little help on your path to success? Why not step up and play big? Join host Chris Ruisi for a show that will help you identify the possibilities that await you. Too many people succumb to just being average when they could be exceeding average without too much more effort. It's time for you to become exceptional. Raise the bar to your success. Basically, it's time for you to step up and play big. 
Join Chris Ruisi every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to drg at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Hello, and thank you for staying with us on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders and Inspiring Solutions. We have our last uh, nine minutes to wrap up this topic, and Dr. Krista Wells of MilitarySpouseCoach.com has been with us talking about a program and her interactions with the nonprofits and how she makes this program to help coach military spouses work, and I'm completely fascinated, and this has been such uh, enjoyable discussion. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit, Krista, about um, the, you were about to mention Wendy and what she does and her prominence and how you're connected to her, and then I think some resources and other, quote, advice for people who might be thinking about moving forward as a military spouse. Um, awesome. So, yeah, I was just talking about how um, when we, I think many people that were kind of in a service type of business and um, dealt with the, the economic challenges around 2009, how they can kind of change their business around and um, create different services and offerings and things. And as we're visioning and writing our business plans moving forward, that we can always kind of keep that in mind, um, how to have multiple streams of income. And I think that that's just um, one of the things that I learned um, for myself because I relied so much on uh, my business on my one-on-one clients, and then I started thinking, how can I build multiple streams of income and create more um, products and services that would still serve the military spouse community but in different ways through my writing, mm-hmm. through my public speaking, and through my podcast. So Wendy and I um, partnered up, and she has Tell us a Wendy podcast. And Wendy Polling produces a podcast called My... It's www.mymilitarylife.com and that radio show has been around forever and then she and I partnered um, doing a new show called um, The Military Spouse Show and we have a lot of fun interviewing people similar to probably what you have going on in your podcast but it's a great way for military spouses that live geographically dispersed all over the U.S., especially people in the reserves that don't live on base. Um, mm-hmm. They can tune in on Tuesday night a couple days a month and listen to um, all different topics that are um, of interest to the military family community. So um, we just had a lot of fun with that, and I love Wendy and learned so much from her, and she's just very involved in um, kind of empowering military spouses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And when your spouse, when and if your spouse ever retires from the military, how I know it's been a long career so far, but um, how will you take all of this and apply it? Uh, will you stay connected? What do you see as your uh, you know, legacy? Actually, Wendy's spouse just retired this year, um, and she's still very, very connected to the military spouse community. Um, I made a joke to my husband the other day about how he was an ex-Marine, and he said, no, I'm a former Marine. If right. I was, he's still in the reserves, but it's like once a Marine, always a Marine, and once a military spouse, always a military spouse. So absolutely there are spouses that um, husbands have retired, and they've just met so many great um, connections and support each other that the leadership within the military spouse community is very well connected. And so, you know, Wendy knows... Um, so many other military spouses, um, and we're all kind of friends. It's really not a competitive um, group mm-hmm. of leaders, and so it's really fun because we just support and encourage each other, and everybody kind of does a little bit um, of their own thing within the umbrella of serving the military spouse community. So it's really fun. Like, I'll go to a Heroes at Home event, which is a mm-hmm. event where we give out awards to military spouses that have done amazing things while their spouses are deployed. And I'll run into the editor of the Military Spouse Magazine. I'll run into mm-hmm. um, a woman, Lori, that's running a Military Spouse CEO group. And there's mm-hmm. just so many um, amazing women that are really leaders helping military spouses. And I think because we have that shared um, vision for what we Mm -hmm. want for the military spouse community, that it just, it works. And we all kind of work together and collaborate and, um, you know, support and encourage each other. Yeah, that's so important, that social support network and the belief that you can do it. You know, that's uh, two of the most predictive factors of leadership and success. Um, in the couple minutes we have remaining, Krista, would you, in, when you wrote up something for me, you had three or four resources listed at the back, which I don't have in my paperwork right now. Could you tell one or two of those for our listeners where they can get more information? Um, sure. One um, great organization is the National Military Spouse Network, and it is just um, an awesome organization. My friend Sue um, started it up, and she used to work for MOA, which is Military Officers Association of America. And Sue started this amazing network of, it's basically a, what you would think of as a normal professional networking group, similar to how I'm a member of the International mm-hmm. Coaching Federation. And mm-hmm. um, But it's called the National Military Spouse Network, and she has live events, and she has a magazine, an online magazine, where I've written articles for that magazine. Um, and it's just a great way for a military spouse that's very um, professionally oriented can go and join um, her organization. Um, and there's and there was one other a long that list talked. of resources, but if people want to go to the Military Spouse Coach, I have a list of all the resources right there on a resources okay. page. So that's a great place to go to find out, um, you know, based on all, all, you know, there's so many um, military spouse organizations out there. So um, it's being able to to go somewhere and get that list. And I suppose, you know, why does it all matter? It's probably answered by the question that for 
a man or woman in the military, knowing that things are stable and certain back home, probably helps them perform and focus much more oh, yeah. than enhancing safety and the whole the whole seed that you've planted ends up half a planet away with safer uh, troops out there fighting because they can feel better about their home situation. I mean, yeah, you're 100% is that right on. Yes, 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 100% right on. And the whole reason that, um, that I'm so passionate about this topic is because I feel that the more that we can support each other and take care of each other as a military spouse community, the more that our spouses can focus on the mission at hand. And the mm-hmm. more that they're able to feel relaxed that my spouse is being taken care of. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that that's a gift. And I feel that the people that are other, you know, civilians that are out there that know a military spouse that can reach out and say, you know what, you know, in New England it might be, let me shovel your driveway today because you're pregnant and your spouse is deployed. And in San Diego yeah. it might be, you know what, Music. let me hire this military spouse, even though it might cost the money a little bit more for training. Let me hire her for three years because her spouse is in harm's way and doing that for mm-hmm. our country and let me do something for her. So That's I really feel like sister. and um, there's so much more we could talk about and so much will you come back and do another show with me for <laughs> time? So yeah, you're hundred percent uh, right on. Taking care of the military family is uh is the whole reason behind it all. Yeah, well it is amazing and I encourage all of our listeners whether you're listening live or whether you click on later, you'll be able to find this episode listed on the Voice of America website, which is voiceamerica.com backslash so backslash 1804 backslash leadership dash matters. And you'll be able to access all of our information and all of our hosts and guests through that. So thank you, Krista, my dear friend who I haven't seen in a long time, and my professional colleague. You have just illustrated for us how a dream can become a passion, can become reality, and you are doing such good things for our troops and the families of our troops that um, I just, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for what you're doing, and it's great to be connected and hear how well it's all going. To our listeners, come back next week. We will be here again with another episode of Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders and Inspiring Solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Matter.